outsiders ravage our land. Their cruelty to my people is all I've known. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And this week we will be talking about one of the most anticipated sci-fi epics in recent memory with Dune Part 1. I'm just going to call it Dune Part 1. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't which, know about that, but okay. Uh, yeah, it'll be Dune officially in 2021. But before we go on a deep dive into our Dune discussion, uh, let's introduce our guest. And so Jeremy and I have known our guest for a very long time, and he loves movies as much as we do. And his name is Joe Ash. Hello. <laughs> hey, guys. What's up? Um, I'm glad to be on. Oh, man. So, Joe, since we, we've watched movies together before, and uh, yeah. we've always wanted you on the show, so just to you know, get the audience's taste a little bit... Um, a taste of your life, <laughs> I guess. Um, do you want to share some of your favorite movies of all time? Uh, sure. Uh, off the top see. of your head, I don't know. I I love all of uh Star Wars, uh, all of the MCU, uh, all of that. Um, I don't know. There's just so many. It's hard to choose from. Mm, favorite? Know? Do you have a favorite MCU movie? That's. It's hard to. It's hard to say. I have. <laughs> I have, I guess, different tiers. Mm. And Ooh, what's some... on the top tier? Is it um, Ragnarok? Any of the Avengers movies? Yeah, that's one Is of them. Yeah. Black Panther, the original Iron Man? Uh, that's one of them, yeah. Uh, like Iron Man, uh, the uh, uh, Captain America Civil War, mm. uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Infinity War, uh winter soldier well there's a lot of them in the there's a lot the yeah, they're good that's why yeah. <laughs> i and the thing that makes the mcu so good is that i mean each movie i mean every you know there's going to be a lot of people critics that will say that oh all these comic book movies are pretty much the same but if you really think about it and you break it down a lot of these stories are uh really different actually and i feel yeah. like they're good in in their own way you know, like Ragnarok's more comedic. Then you got Black Panther. It's got uh, more of a different storyline where you kind of mm-hmm. empathize with the uh, with the villain. But you don't. Then obviously you get the Avengers movies with all the team up movies, and mm-hmm. uh, there's so many to choose from. Yeah. Uh, but I let's see. I think Eternals might uh, might make my list. We'll see. Ooh, well, we'll see. Well, I heard Ooh. it's I heard it's different than all the other ones. So uh, that'll be. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, for sure. We're, but, it's something that we're definitely going to look forward to. We're actually going to be covering the Eternals, uh, I guess, later on this season. And so stay tuned for that on the Weekly Reel podcast. And so, yes. Joe, we want to definitely give you a warm Weekly Reel podcast welcome. And so thank you again for joining us. And, you know, we're, we already know that we're going to have a blast. Uh, Joe Ash is like one of my uh, close friends, and he's, uh, he's he always makes me laugh. So... I mean, you, you guys will see that during uh, this uh, episode. And so, uh, Joe Ash, let's, um, let's get right into the podcast ritual. And so, uh, just to w- uh, remind everyone, our podcast ritual is kind of a way where we can warm up within the episode. And, and what we like to do is, I mean, we are a movie podcast, but sometimes we do talk about TV. We like to mention what uh, a movie, a notable movie or TV show is uh, that we'd like to share within the last week. And so uh, let's get Jeremy in on the conversation. Uh, what is one movie or TV show that you want to share? So I actually watched the season finale of Titans last week. Oh, nice. Uh, I've been following the show since it came out, and I'm glad it's on HBO Max now just for convenience. Still this not season, yeah, still not sponsored by uh, HBO Max, yeah. but uh, it 
it was a decent season. The first five, six episodes, super strong. Uh, sometimes it, there was some filler-ish stuff, but for the most part, it was a pretty strong season. I don't think um, any of the other finales were really that good. That's why I was a bit worried coming into uh, the season three finale because they never really stick the landing in any of the other seasons. And uh, it was just okay. It, it was not a bad season finale, but it wasn't what it probably should have been considering the first five episodes were really good. Oh, and... um. Yeah, I, I hope it gets picked up for another season. But, uh, Joe, Ash, what did you watch um, maybe like in the last week? Yeah, I'll give a shout-out to Titans, too. Uh, I, uh, let's see, the most I got was in the pilot, but mm. it was good from what I've seen. But I still have to move forward with that. Uh, just barely getting to know the characters. Uh, yeah, so, but I love Nightwing, though. Uh, oh yeah his costume <laughs> his look is yeah. uh pretty accurate spot on yeah uh for me what i want to uh talk about or something i've seen let's see well i can't say dune uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> we will have plenty of opportunity to talk about dune <laughs> that's true yeah uh, oh something i've been uh watching over the last week or two i just uh i've been on uh, peacock and, uh, mm. you know, I'm a huge Office fan and everything. Um, but I haven't uh, watched the Super Fan episodes yet. And uh, I've just been doing that <laughs> over the last week or two. You know, they have up to like 10 minutes of extra footage per episode sometimes. So instead of like a 20 minute episode, it's like 30 minutes. So it's a bunch of new stuff that. Uh, it's actually really interesting. Some of the scenes I wish they would have uh, kept in the original, uh, in the original release because uh, they're just so good. But you know, it's hard to trim because of time and everything. But uh, I highly recommend uh, watching the the Office Super Fan episodes because they're they're great. For the super fan episodes, are are they select episodes, or uh, do they actually have extra, um, I guess, content for all of the episodes? I think, uh, well, it's hard to say. For right now, it's for the first three seasons, I believe. Mm. Ooh. Um, and for every episode in the first three seasons, um, I'm just, uh, I'm checking right now. And, uh, yes, it is for the first three seasons for, uh, every episode, but I don't know if they're going to continue for, like, moving forward, like, release new season, like, every now and then. I hope they do, because, uh, uh, I mean, I, I love watching it, so, uh, but yeah, season one has all the episodes, season two, season three, all of them extended, so... That's awesome. Very nice. How, how, like, how far did you get um, so far with the super fan episodes? I'm in season two in about the, uh, let's see, in about the, uh, uh, well, I guess towards the end. Mm, uh, okay. I'm, uh, I'm on the uh, Michael's birthday episode. Oh, uh, such, such a good yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, I just watched the uh, Take Your Daughter to Work. It's a uh, Oh, oh awesome! Yeah. <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> yeah. Shoot, I, I I skipped the uh, I skipped the Christmas episode to save it for uh, December. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one to save. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, so that's next on my list: the Michael's birthday and then the drug testing. So looking forward oh, to that. Oh my goodness! You know what? I I'm a huge Office fan. I feel like it's top three, possibly top two of all time for me. Uh, of you know of favorite shows. Um, for me. And uh, I probably definitely need to get on that. I guess I couldn't call myself a super fan if I am not watching these episodes. <laughs> yeah, right? Ken, what are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I need to, uh, I guess, subscribe to, to Peacock um, myself. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so for, for me this week, uh, I'm actually along the same lines, similar lines, actually, as Jeremy and the show that, or actually, you know, the thing that I want to share for the podcast ritual is Batman, the long Halloween part one. Mm. 
Streaming also on HBO Max, and we're still not sponsored. sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Joash knows our shtick already. Yeah. Uh, but that? yeah, I mean, I, I finally got a chance to watch it yesterday. Uh, I just completed part one. Part two is actually also on HBO Max, and so I hope to watch that um, in the, I guess, sometime this weekend, uh, whenever I do have a little bit of time. But I feel like it's been it, it's pretty cool. I, I love the storyline. I like the the animation of it. It looks modern. It, it looks fresh. Um, it's pretty cool to see. Um, oh my goodness, the name escapes me. Uh, the guy from Smallville and uh, oh Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles. Thank you. Yeah, Ackles? Jensen Ackles as Bruce Wayne. He does a really good job. Yeah, I told you, man. I remember mentioning this this uh, movie mm-hmm. last season. Yeah. on the podcast and i was like jensen ackles actually makes a decent batman voice i, I you know what and that's a, actually the first thing i do remember when i actually saw the, the opening credits uh, uh for him playing bruce wayne and so i don't know it's pretty cool to see the different inspirations within the storyline of the long halloween uh that we've seen compared to you know previous live action iterations of batman uh, all I'll say is that I'm really looking forward to part two because I really did enjoy part one. Nice. Nice. So um, before we move on to our Dune discussion, let's do a little bit of episode cleanup. Uh, so last week, episode 44, we did uh, Jeremy and I, along with our guest, again, thank you again to Andrea for joining the podcast last week. Uh, we did talk about Hereditary, and so we ran a poll this past Tuesday uh, so, Jeremy, do you want to um, let the audience know what the poll was and what the results were? Yeah, so the poll was, what was your favorite horror film from the last 10 years? So, some of the choices that we put out there was Get Out, Hereditary, obviously, uh, It from 2017, and The Conjuring. And, of course, we accepted write-in votes as well. Uh, but overall, we had a two-way tie at 33%. That's The Conjuring and Get Out. And um, they, we also got a write-in vote for a movie called uh, The Babadook. I haven't heard about it before, but <laughs> yet we someone put it there, so we have to mention it. Is that about, like, Baba Yaga? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Maybe. Maybe. In, in the Bondocks, right? <laughs> <laughs> now we're just making up stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think The Babadook, I looked it up. Uh, came out in sometime in 2014, and mm. so uh, I remember seeing it in in a couple of lists of uh, I guess best horror films in recent uh, in recent years. So uh, if if it got mentioned on a website and if it got uh, voted on by one of our uh, viewing audience, hey, it must be pretty good at least, right? Yeah, it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It sounds like so- Palabok. Yeah. <laughs> hey, for those of mm. you who uh, aren't aware, palabok is a noodle dish that uh, is from the Philippines, and it's so good. There's different versions of it, too. It's really good, yeah. Uh, if you guys ever want to participate in the polls, you can go on uh, Twitter or Instagram. It's going to be uh, at Weekly Real every Tuesday. Yes, every Tuesday we do run these. So, um, fellas, you know, let's get right into it. And so this week we are going to be catching up with House Atreides. 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 I got to say it three times. <laughs> We're going to be catching up with House Atreides as they are entrusted by the Emperor to oversee spice production in the desert planet of Arrakis. And so this is Dune 2021. And so this is where we are going to be issuing our uh, customary spoiler warning. Um from this point on, we will be talking about specific spoilers. And so if you do not want to get spoiled, definitely go out into the theater. Actually, we do recommend watching this in theaters. It's one of those movies where you get to see the uh, beautiful cinematography of this movie. Um, it's out in theaters. But, I mean, if you're still out there, I mean, COVID-19 is still a thing. It is now streaming uh, currently for the next month on HBO Max. And again, I mean, sponsored. we're still not sponsored. <laughs> so let's get right into the double feature, fellas. Um, so quick reminder for the double feature. During this segment, I will bring up a topic to discuss related to Dune to both uh, Jeremy and Joe Ash. And then Jeremy will have a topic for uh, Joe Ash and I as well. Uh, but the kicker is that no one knows 
what Jeremy or I will be asking. So for my half of the double feature, Dune, and I'll call it Dune Part 1 just because it's for me, um, ends pretty abruptly on a cliffhanger. And with Part 2 being officially greenlit for October 23rd, uh, I'm sorry, October 2023, I should clarify, uh, Dune Part 1... kind of draws uh, notable um, comparisons to other big tentpole movie franchises. And so for my half of the double feature, I'm asking you both, which specific movie does Dune 2021 remind you of the most and why? And so uh, let's start with Jeremy. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say Oblivion, maybe, with Tom Cruise. That's the first one that popped into my head. Maybe a mix of Oblivion and, you know, uh, maybe The Force Awakens, but more on the the tone of Oblivion. Mm. Just because the visuals are so good uh, in both movies, I love like I love the visuals in both. And but at the same time, just like um, Oblivion, I I'm gonna say it right now. I liked Oblivion more than this movie. Ooh, hot take. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, when I heard that there was another one coming out, not exactly excited. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. No. If I, anyone I could see uh, Joe Ash's face right now, <laughs> I am uh, shocked. <laughs> <laughs> he is shocked for sure. Interesting. Okay. No, I mean, and, and you know what? I, I'm kind of curious now uh, when we get to that part of the podcast where we do give our rating uh for the i love you 3000 award and so wow oblivion you know what uh, coincidentally oblivion's out on hbo max i just noticed it i almost yeah. watched it for the the ritual <laughs> strange coincidence mm. sponsored <laughs> yes it is not sponsored but uh-huh. <laughs> do you actually want to take this uh uh question so uh does dune 2021 remind you of a specific movie and and if so why Oh, that's a hard one. Um, yeah, <laughs> but let's see. I I see some parallels to Star Wars, you know, mm. and it, it makes sense as a whole because George Lucas took parts of Dune itself to incorporate into uh, into writing a Star Wars, um, and uh, you know, reading about. Uh, and learning about the Dune lore history and uh, what's coming up in the future films, I can see how uh, how Star Wars can kind of correlate to that. Uh, you know, uh, it's just I just see some parallels with Star Wars. You know, yeah, yeah, like the the tech that they have, very Star Wars esque. Um, the military stuff, I think, was pretty similar. Star Wars, where they have like this empire built and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. That and the fact that uh, the majority of both A New Hope and uh, Dune take place in a desert planet, uh, yeah. Tatooine uh, versus uh, Arrakis. And so, I mean, I, I actually agree with you. Um, it really did remind me a lot of A New Hope uh, with, you know, obviously, you know, differences uh, here and there. And we got to see, you know, Paul uh, kind of, you know, just being groomed to be obviously the, you know, the heir apparent for House of Trades. And we kind of, I, I got to see similarities between his, you know, his story arc versus Luke Skywalker, where, you know, obviously he's just a, like kind of a farm boy and he's kind of learning these things. Uh-huh. And then obviously by the end of A, a, a New Hope, you know, he's he's becoming a hero and we kind of see that with Paul Atreides where he's, uh, you know, he's taking a lot of the stuff that he's learned from, you know, people that are close to him. It could be uh, Gurney, it could uh-huh. be uh, obviously from his dad, uh, Duke Leto, and, uh, yeah. and as well as... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Poe Dameron, exactly. Him and, and his amazing be uh, beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So um, I, I thought that it also, I, I completely agree with Joe Ash in that regard. And it even had like a, 
I guess Fellowship of the Ring like ending where it just like literally ends with them just walking. It was kind of weird that they chose that yeah. uh, cliffhanger, similar to Fellowship of the Ring. So um, I'll kind of draw that. I'll include that as a as something a little bit different than what what's been said so far. Yeah. All right. So for my question for the double feature, I want to pose. Um, it's kind of similar to Ken's, I guess. Maybe. Not really, actually. Uh, so Dune was supposed to be the successor, to, you know, like Star Wars. I feel like in this time, in this day and age, and it came out first, and all that stuff before. And uh, so, I wanted to pose: Do you think it lived up to expectations? Because I feel like this movie was supposed to come out for a while now. It's such a big movie. The cast is like really good. Uh, so, do you think it uh, lived up to expectations, Joe? One hundred percent. Definitely. Uh, 3,000%. Um, <laughs> there you go. We love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, as someone who didn't really watch the uh, uh, watch the earlier films or series or read the books, um, but knew a little bit about, uh, about what was going on. Um, I mean, it, I, I was looking forward to it for a long time. And... It definitely lived up to expectations for me, um, especially after the uh, the second time I watched it, mm. you know, on uh, the sponsored HBO Max, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, being able to piece things together by, uh, you know, having a uh, being able to visually see the names of everything and uh, you know the words on the screen and uh, it it made everything a lot more clear to me and mm. it just, uh, it just enhanced the, uh, the viewing experience that much more, um, to the point where it's one of my favorite films of the year. Ooh. Uh, all right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it definitely lived up to expectations for me. So can, uh, how about you? Did you like, uh, feel like that it lived up to expectations because i feel like this is a really expensive movie too so that's i wanted to mention that it is a really expensive movie okay so um i will admit uh that on my first screening i was a little disappointed i did see it in theaters where i got to enjoy like the cinematography but i think just like what joe mentioned because I'm so used to watching it with subs on i got lost in some of the storytelling and some of the i guess important uh like details of the movie and so um on my first screening i would say no but after i screened it for the second time on hbo max with the subs on i actually did appreciate a lot of the storytelling because um to quote uh, agatha harkness the devil is in the details was that agatha harkness i think it was sorry i think so yeah and um for me it's just uh, I know that uh, when I texted you, Ken, and said, oh, I haven't watched the movie yet. And you're like, oh, you got to turn subs on. Because uh, I wasn't able to watch it at a theater. Uh, caveat, I guess, uh, is that my nearest theater is probably 40, 45 minutes away uh, in terms of yeah. the one that's actually playing Dune. So, Santa yeah, I, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's not exactly an easy drive, I guess, to get all the way over there just to watch Dune. But I did watch it on HBO Max, still not sponsored, and I turned on subs, and uh, it's a lot of stuff to take in, for sure. Uh, I think enough to the point that it did take me out of the movie quite a bit, uh, that I could tell when they would kind of stop and have to uh, do a lot of expository uh, information. So I think that took me out a lot of the movie. And it is a long movie, also two hours and thirty five minutes. I, I think on uh, you'll see uh, if you eventually um, have the time to watch it a second time, especially maybe even you know before we do watch uh, part two two years from now, <laughs> you'll see that part one does a actually an admirable job of uh, being able to establish a world where there is a lot going on. But I think if you understand the the basic motivations of you know the different houses and what ends up happening you will see kind of like the political uh it, it's actually 
more simple than you think, yeah, especially exactly. when you come yeah. up with the uh, like the motivations of each um, yeah. each party, I guess. Right, Joe? Yeah, exactly. And the motivations of the emperor play a huge part in that too, which I didn't understand really until the second viewing. Uh, yeah, I thought the first time watching it, I thought, wow, this is really complicated. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm loving what I'm watching, but I don't fully understand it. You know, uh, but the second time I, I, uh, I saw it, I, I thought, wow, this comes together pretty clearly, you know, um, especially the emperor part and the motivations of the Harkonnens and the Bene Gesserit and, you know, uh, House Atreides, uh, the, and, and even know, the Fremen, Fremen, right? Yep. The Fremen, uh, all of it. It just, it makes a lot of sense now, uh, you know. Yeah, even even though the um, the the question that I brought up for the top the first topic of the double feature was about a what movie franchise does it remind you of? In terms of TV, and this is kind of an obvious one. I feel like there's a lot of similarities in the structure and the political um, motivations of Game of Thrones season one. And yeah, I feel I like that's that. why season one uh, is a little bit underrated because yeah, you're is. getting to know what each house's motivations are and how they actually are. And that's basically what Doom part one really is. It's uh-huh. uh, you, you, it's world building to the point where I think part two, you're going to see a lot more action and everything. And I don't know what's going to go on, but I've... Uh, like I feel like there's, they did a good job of setting everything up, especially with all the foreshadowing that they do show in a lot of Paul's, um, I guess, visions that he does see. Visions, yeah. See, I was thinking this would make a really good TV show. Mm-hmm. Just oh, it for, will. It would. Yeah. Definitely. I was like, this should have been a TV show, at least in my opinion. Uh, it'd be uh, an expensive one, probably yeah. comparable to the the Lord of the Rings one that is is coming out next year in Amazon. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would take that type of budget to be able to do a Dune series correct, but that's yeah. a good that's a good idea actually. That'd be pretty good. That way they could kind of flesh out uh, some of the uh, the storyline and the political part of it um, mm-hmm. a little bit more in detail. And so, um, oh, you know what? That is the double feature. And so uh, now this is the part where we want to involve you guys, the audience. And so, I mean, obviously, Dune is being directed by Denis Villeneuve. I probably butchered that again. And so we, <laughs> the, this week's audience question is uh, a very simple one. What is your favorite Denis Villeneuve directed film and so obviously there's dune to choose from sicario uh blade runner 2049 arrival prisoners there's there's a lot to choose from uh joe do you actually have one yeah for me it's for me it's a tie between uh blade runner and arrival um yeah uh but for me i'd probably say uh i'd probably say blade runner well, Blade Runner. Oh, okay. I just said tie, you know, I just yeah. said tie, but, you know, I'm, <laughs> but I'm I feel thinking, like Blade Runner is your actual answer. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, the visuals in both and then also in Dune are, you know, absolutely stunning, uh, of course. And, uh, cinematography is, uh, you know, it's, it's exceptional in every way. Mm. Um, Arrival, I love just cause of, you know, without getting into spoilers or anything, certain twists and, you know, how, you know, how things worked out and just, um, but Blade Runner, you know, uh, it's a classic series and, you know, the original is widely regarded as one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time, mm. you know, mm. and, uh, I just, I thought that, uh, is it, uh, Dennis Villanueva? Or, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I thought that's what it could have been. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this guy's yeah. just name is Dennis to me, but you know, DV, <laughs> DV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought that DV, uh, you know, did a great job in uh, the sequel to Blade Runner, um, and uh, you know, I just, yeah, I, I'm excited to see to see him uh, direct things in the future, especially Dune Part Two and then Part Three if they do it. Which I hope I I hope Dune never ends because I, you know I want to see it keep going, um, but uh, yeah I I would say uh, Blade Runner 
definitely. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, you want to take this one? Real quick? I'm just going to quickly throw it out there. Um, I almost chose Sicario, but I'm going to go with Prisoners. Mm. I love the character work in there. Uh, the Just the whole serial killer stuff, the mystery. Uh, I have to go with Prisoners just because it's so brutal. Nice. I don't know if this is recency bias, but if I had to answer this, I'm going to say Dune just because uh, I like the ambition uh, that he tries to take on. And I think he did a really good job with the world building and everything. And yeah. it, it got me hyped for part two. And that's saying a lot since I was a little disappointed walking out of the theater on our first screening. Right, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I didn't know I could pick Dune. I changed my answer. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick Dune also. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I changed so. my answer three times, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if you do want to join in on a con- uh, conversation, uh, definitely send us some DMs on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, what are those handles again, Jeremy? It's going to be at Weekly Real. Yes. And if you want to send us a more uh, long form answer and want to get into detail, of which movie uh, is your favorite from Denny Villanueva, DV. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is our email address, uh, Jeremy? Uh, it's going to be twr at 2009yahoo.com. Uh, Ooh, uh, I don't know if that will actually go through. We might get bounce backs on that. Um, you know what? I'll try to let you know offline what the actual... Uh, you know th- what? Th- what the actual email is? I'll actually right, mention it now. Maybe you might want to just write this. Do you have something yeah, yeah. to write? With? I'll, I'll, I'll write it down. Right. And, Let me uh, get a pen real quick. Okay, cool, cool. Right, so our one. actual <laughs> email address is <laughs> weeklyrealpod at gmail dot com. And so, fellas, let's take a quick break. All right, welcome back from the break, and we're going to go straight into the, our weekly real awards. And our first award is going to be the I Am Groot Award for Favorite Character. Joe, you are the guest, so you get dibs on your favorite character of Dune. Yeah, well, I was, a, I was a, about to say the, uh, the Sand Mouse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of underrated. Uh, I really liked him. Yeah, we should have yeah. gave out the Yinsen Award, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's hard not to not to say Paul. You know, it's just the the whole movie revolves around him, and you know everything about his story is really interesting and compelling, and especially how he evolves throughout the movie with just accepting or coming to terms with trying to accept his uh, how I put it his destiny or you know, his calling, so to say. Uh, mm. You know, he doesn't want to be the chosen one. He doesn't want to be, like... He doesn't want to be this special person, but uh, in the beginning and then towards the end, he he begins to accept it. Yeah. But, I, you know, I not see. completely yet. Not completely yet, but he begins to accept it even more. Um, but, yeah, I, I have to say, Paul. The second, you know, second... Uh, probably Duncan, you know, uh, seeing Jason Momoa without a, without a beard is interesting, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that was very yeah. strange to see him without a beard. Yeah. But, uh, watching him in action, like he was, uh, he was, uh, cutting down, uh, soldiers, like, like they were nothing. So, um, so number one, the mouse and then, uh, number two, Paul. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely Paul, uh, you know, Atreides. Definitely. So, yeah, that's my pick. There you go. I, I, you know, I find that very interesting because I do want to have a follow-up question. It's because uh, I, <clears throat> I obviously you don't think the same it. thing. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. How do you feel about his um, relationship, like the, 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 the dynamic between Paul and, like, uh, Jessica and uh, Leto? How do you feel about that? Uh, I thought, uh, let's see. Yeah. Again, it was it was confusing the first time watching it, uh, and then the second time, that relationship and that dynamic made a lot more sense to me. Um, mm. You know, uh, you know, he's obviously like close to his father and close to his mom also, and in the movie it seems like he's, you know, 
he's been more mentored by his mother than uh, than his father. Uh, maybe it's because his father is, you know, the duke and has to take care of certain responsibilities and everything, and his his mother is there to take care of him, but also, without him knowing, she's there to uh, kind of make sure that he's a, he's a chosen one for the Bene Gesserit, and, you know. True, true. Um, yeah, so kind of uh, training him and preparing him without his knowledge, you know. Uh, but... You know the dynamic is the dynamic is interesting, um, and uh, I, uh, you know, I, I would like to to have seen more of the dynamic between you know Jessica and uh, you know and Paul's father also. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. Duke Leto. So. It's kind of hard to do that now. Well, I mean, maybe in flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. In, in part who knows? two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows where his dreams and his visions take him? So. Um, as, uh, you know, as it, they say, uh, dreams are messages from the deep. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, the dynamic with him and his, uh, his parents was interesting. Um, true. I, I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely, uh, one of the more compelling, uh, relationships in the, the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. But, uh, how, how about you, Ken? Did you, did uh, Joe Ash mentioned any of the characters that ended up your favorite? Uh, well, he mentioned the desert mouse. The mouse. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, second for me would be Stilgar, uh, who was played by Javier Bardem. Ah, I, I mean, yeah, I, dude, I, I feel like ever since uh, I finally got to see him and Thanos, I mean, sorry, uh, Gurney in No Country for Old Men, uh, I feel like... Uh, He's always decent in anything that he does just because he was so good um, in in No Country for Old Men. And I feel like in this particular um, movie, I feel like he gives a mouthpiece to all the uh, Fremen. So, like, you know, he's a familiar face. He's memorable. Uh, he's got a lot of charisma. And obviously, I feel like, you know, eventually we will get to uh, meet. Uh, oh, shit. I forgot her name. Uh, Zendaya's character. Um, yes was it, did you say chani yes yeah chani, chani. Oh, okay yeah well thanks joe uh, but uh <laughs> yeah i mean i just feel like uh that one scene for me that got me was his introduction uh to dune when he is introduced to house of trades i thought that whole scene was hilarious add a little bit of levity to um you know political um sci-fi you know drama or whatever this movie uh, this yeah. epic and with all with all the spitting and everything because you yeah. think you know when yeah. you spit in front of someone you feel like that's a like a huge slap in the face but really yeah. it was like you know he's giving off moisture he's he's sacrificing yeah. the moisture in in it, where it's super like valuable and yeah. i just thought it was pretty funny with uh him and then you know you get um duncan trying to like you know play like diplomat or whatever to yeah. house of trades pretty good <laughs> exactly uh it's hard for me to pick one <laughs> um because honestly i thought was, everyone was like a robotic mess in this movie but um i mean except for duncan idaho was oh, yeah. honestly the best character in the whole movie he was in my opinion the only one with a personality but <laughs> i am actually gonna go with um gurney the mouse. yeah <laughs> gurney oh you're going with thanos huh yeah i'm going with cable <laughs> Cable, yeah. He gave me cable yeah. vibes in this because it's yeah. the future. <laughs> yes, um, there you go. But I'm just because I like the, you know, the the. He was not easy on Paul either. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, somewhat tough love because obviously when they got to um, what's the name of the place again? The desert planet, not Tatooine. Arrak- Arrakis. Arrakis. Yes, <laughs> that uh, he knew things were going to be tough, and they definitely were. So I'm. I, I did like his character besides Duncan Idaho. Those are the two, my two favorites. Yeah. I, I forgot to also mention uh, Drax in this movie. Uh, oh, Dave yeah. So, <laughs> I forgot he was uh, there. Yeah. And apparently he's able to wear a shirt now. And, uh, you know. It's because he's got sensitive nipples? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're leading to that, huh, Joe? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't say it, but okay. <laughs> I knew where you were going. I think yeah. I've been hanging around to you too much. <laughs> yeah, I understood so, that reference, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me too. I understood that one too. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I'm going to jump into the next award, the Wise Gamora Award for favorite quote. Speaking of Drax, Wise Gamora. So, mm-hmm. Joe, uh, did you have a favorite quote from the movie? Yeah. Uh, for me, it's... Uh, well, I don't know if the mouse really said anything. It just kind of squeaked. Once yeah, that might be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it licked uh, like a little water droplet, but yeah. 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 <laughs> So uh, I can't choose anything from that, but for me, it's uh, it's the uh, how do I put it? It's the the monologue that you know Jessica goes through when uh, you know when Paul is being uh, how do I put it interrogated or tested um, by the Bene Gesserit uh, mother, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so she's out out there outside of the room and. She goes on to say, you know, uh, talking about fear and saying, I must not fear. And Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I remain. That was an intense scene, for sure. Yeah. I was like, what is happening in that box? Uh, definitely has this power inside of him that hasn't been unlocked yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a pretty intense scene, especially when your mom's just waiting outside the door and letting you get, like, tortured, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, we later fi- find out, I think through conversations between the Reverend Mother and uh, through Jessica, that basically the... Ben- how do you say it, uh, Joash? Bene Gesserit? Bene Gesserit, yeah. Yeah, like that's usually mainly for female, um, for females, right? And, and yeah. for for Paul to actually have those powers, it's actually not normal, right, To uh, for a male to have these sort of uh, powers that he has inside of him. And uh, obviously he gets tested in the craziest of ways because if he, you know, obviously he's getting tortured and if he removes his hand, he's literally dead on the spot. Which is crazy because he's the heir apparent to House Atreides. Yeah, they were definitely the pushing to the man. I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what about you, Ken? Uh, did you have a favorite quote that you want to mention? Yeah, I'm going to go on the other end of the spectrum. Um, I mean, because Joash gave a, a really good one. Uh, I'm going to go more on the levity side just because... Um, I feel like uh, I mean I, we gotta appreciate a little bit of levity sometimes, and so mm-hmm. uh, I think <laughs> Jeremy actually mentioned it a little bit earlier. He kind of referenced it. Uh, my quote comes from Duke Leto Atreides, and it's at the very beginning when he's uh, trying to talk to Paul about uh, the importance of him being the heir apparent uh, to House Atreides, and in that you know you know he's got to learn, you know, kind of watch him. Or whatever, and towards the end of that, uh, I guess, teaching moment, he says this. I told my father I didn't want this either, and he's referring to the House of Trades ring, because he said he wanted to be a pilot. And of course, <laughs> because it's super meta, I would imagine that uh, Oscar Isaac was cracking up because he is the best pilot in all of the Resistance. Yes. Poe Dameron. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Poe Dameron. And, and it's, and it's it's funny too because uh, while we were watching, Joe Ash actually pointed that out right away, and I just thought it was crazy funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I kept thinking Poe Dameron the whole time. And uh, also, not to mention that in the the Rise of Skywalker, he's a spice runner too. Yeah. True. Exactly. Yeah. Or yeah. he was oh, a spice good. runner. Yeah. They mentioned it. Yeah. I, I forgot about Dang, that. I forgot so. about that. Nice, Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I if I had to pick one, I also have a, a Leto uh, quote. It's I didn't know he – well, even just by watching the trailers, I kind of felt like he was going to die in the movie. Um, and that scene was kind of weird. He was just like naked, slanted on a on a chair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's uh, naked. All right. <laughs> so uh, – but, you know, his death was, was pretty cool in the way they visualized mm-hmm. it as well. And he uh, basically – his I love one-liners before they kill somebody pretty much. So yeah. he just says, here I am. Here I remain, and then yeah. bites down on the that that powder that yeah. becomes like an aerosol, like poison, poison, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good way to die. If he, if I, yeah. since I knew he was gonna die anyway. Like uh, 
what is it? Like, Yelena in uh, Black Widow. This will be a cool way to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm yeah, I'm sad that his character... Because I think I did like his character uh, for the most part, too. Uh, ex- and it kind of sucks that he kind of died halfway through the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually more upset that his beard is no longer going to be with us as well. That True. is an amazing oh, yeah. beard. Uh-huh. He might have it in uh, Marvel's Moon Knight. Who knows? Who knows? The the facial hair from Jason Momoa went to uh, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, so. Yeah. Best <laughs> they beard. Did a hair transplant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang, oh, Jason Momoa lost the freaking beard award for this movie. Yeah. Uh, for the Avengers Assemble Award. That's going to be the favorite scene of the movie. Joe, I know you really love this movie. So what's your ultimate favorite scene of Dune? Other than Uh, the desert mouse. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, That was going to be it. I mean. (laughs) That's just a given. uh, That's just a given. Yeah. So I have a couple. It's hard. It's hard to pick. Uh, One of my favorite ones uh, of the whole thing was a, a vision that Paul had. It's more like a flash forward, like, you know, a dream forward, I guess, mm-hmm. where he's uh, fighting for, uh, on behalf of the Fremen, and they're all in the desert, and they're, they're coming out of the desert, and coming out of the sand, and they're, uh... Dude, that was pretty all, sick. Yeah, it, it, it was a really cool scene. And you don't know it's him at first, but there's this, like there's this crazy soldier coming out and like uh slicing down everyone in you know like one by one and doing these like insane uh insane moves like he's doing some parkour and stuff um and uh and after he's uh after he's you know killed as many people as he could i guess and the uh i put it the mask opens up and and you can see that it's a, uh, that it's Paul, you know? yeah. Ooh. yeah. And uh, yeah, he has the, the blue eyes. The, another he? one, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yes. Have and he does eyes. have the blue eyes, in that flash forward. Yeah. Um, you know, another one of my favorites. I guess if I get to choose two, I don't know. I <laughs> go for it. You're the, you're our guest. Go for it. it. <laughs> okay. All right. Do it. You got, we got to make up for Jeremy somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drew. Uh. <laughs> so I, I get to choose two, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, just the uh, the first appearance of the uh, of the sandworm, you know. Um, yeah. Just coming up in the desert there, and uh, yeah, like uh, how do I put it? Eating, if that's the right word. The. It was when they uh, <laughs> when that whole sand uh, machine thing was breaking yes. down, right? And then it uh, kind of did that. It. Uh, it came out of the the dune, like from left to right. That's mm-hmm. the scene you're talking about, right? Yes, yes, exactly. And it swallowed up the whole, uh, the whole spice gathering uh, machine. Mm. Yeah, you know? and uh, that was pretty cool. Um, also, in that scene, it was a cool flashback to the beginning of the movie where, uh, you know, where Paul, uh, how do I put it? Paul was with Gurney, and uh, they were training, and uh, you know, he, uh, Paul was like, you know, you're an old man and stuff like that. And like, uh, like I can tell by your footsteps or something like that. And then, yeah, yeah. I remember and that. then right when Paul is kneeling on the ground or something before the sandworm comes, he, uh, he says, I can hear your footsteps, old man. And then meanwhile, Gurney comes up behind him to save him. So, yeah. So those are two of my favorite ones, but I mean, there's a, there's a bunch that I, that I love, but. Uh, yeah. Anyway, mm, I can't choose ones. anything. I can't choose anything around regarding around the mouse, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah. There you go. Uh, Ken, did you choose the mouse one? Um, I didn't only because I wanted to pick something different because I figured Joe Ash would pick that uh, no, as his true. real um, <laughs> Avengers Assemble Award winner. Uh, but my Avengers Assemble Award winner for favorite scene is actually uh, near the end. It's the Paul duel with Jamis. 
Um, and the yeah. reason why uh, I love that scene is because I love the setup uh, of that scene because, I mean, obviously before that, he has a vision of him actually losing the duel and dying. And you're like, whoa, uh-huh. you know, we already know that he has that foresight to be able to kind of see that. But we later find out, you know, after he comes out victorious, that it was really a metaphorical vision in that he needed yes. to make his first kill to become the person he is to become uh, yeah. later on in, in the story. And so um, I just thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and plus, it was pretty cool to see, you know, the payoff. And, and we talked about Paul's training with uh, Thanos. I mean, Gurney. Yeah. Um, you know, like we got to see that payoff of, you know, the the hard training that he was able to get. And obviously off screen when whenever he, I would imagine, would hang out with his buddy Duncan. You know, I'm sure yeah. they do a lot of training uh, between yeah. the two of them as well. Yeah. See, that that was uh, for that. That's it. Okay. Go ahead, Joe. Oh no, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I was just gonna say that the the scene that Ken was talking about, uh, uh apparently, like you said, uh, his old self needed to die, mm-hmm. you know, in order for his new self to be born. You know, you know, let the past die and kill it if you have to. <laughs> okay, yeah. last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> By the way, one of my uh, one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time, no lie. So uh, Ooh, that's very controversial. I, very I controversial. Care. I don't care. Yeah, that's. I good, mean, I kind Stick of agree with you, but it's yeah. it, it's still controversial. I kind of agree with you. Yeah, uh, I love it so much. But uh, you, anyway. you were saying, Jeremy, though. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I just did not like that scene. <laughs> Um, of the of the movie i just like i was like okay uh this is pretty good but just for the fact it's the final fight scene of the movie was a bit uh anticlimactic for me at least for a movie of this scale i think yeah okay i can get that i can see that um i just uh i think i just saw the I, i guess the bigger picture in the uh significance of it um and that's why i appreciated it a little bit more Mm. Yeah. I just, it's just like for me, I didn't really see any emotion behind. It. I could tell like the story; it was important for the character, but just for the fact that it didn't. Uh, we've never really encountered that character before, and first time Paul like really facing him, and uh, it being basically the end of the movie. I was, I was like, okay, this feels like it should be the middle of the movie, if anything. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get that definitely. But if I, uh, I tried to look at it as, okay, this is just the beginning of the very beginning of the, the story of the series. And, you know, it's just setting the foundation. And I tried to remind myself of that. Yeah. You know? yeah. And the very, oh, sorry, sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, that just, <laughs> yeah, that just, uh, reminded me like that, uh, that Zendaya line at the end. Yes, exactly. That this is only the beginning. Exactly. And that's we- the very last line of the movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So and that line uh, pissed me off. <laughs> so because <laughs> I was like, I wanted the movie now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, and we joked, uh, you know, during the break that uh, it's like Jeremy, you should just say your favorite scene was the end credits. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm like, nah, I can't say that. So my favorite scene of the movie was when it goes black and then it goes to credits. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this wasn't the worst movie I've seen. Uh, definitely not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, definitely not the worst movie that we've talked about here on the podcast. Uh, that, yeah. that's easily. Easily not the worst. Uh, it's just maybe because I had some high expectations for the movie. I love the cast. Mm-hmm. I love the director. Uh, that I was expecting a little bit more and not that I had to wait for another movie to get any satisfaction. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. I think I think for me, I, that was already that expectation that I knew that this was part one of two, and I was like, "Ooh, they're gonna end with a some sort of cliffhanger." So I already yeah. expected that going in. I think there might be three parts actually, yeah, or four. I, I'm not sure, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll. See. I I hope so. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, now, Jeremy, I have a favorite scene for you. Like oh. you were just talking about before, you said mm-hmm. you actually liked when. Uh, you know when, uh, what is it? Duke Leto bit on the, uh, mm, the yeah. thing, and uh, you know, he kind of uh, killed everyone inside the room except the Baron. 
Yeah. yeah. But I did so. like that scene. I just wanted See, to be there funny. You go. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I did like I that scene. On the, yeah. I always look on the positive side of things. So. Yeah. yeah it's, been, it's been a rough day. Um, <laughs> so I am curious, Joe, on how you are, how you would guess the Rotten Tomatoes score for Dune since you did like it. And, uh, you know, we, we like to play games with our guests, and so you can go up against me and Ken this time. I am up 3-2 to two against Ken, uh, and since you're the guest, you'll get, your, uh, you'll get first crack at it. So. All right. Gotcha. Uh, I have to admit that I did see the score a while back, but I don't remember the exact number. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I'm guessing uh, 100%. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding. Good. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess about like ninety. You know, uh, I know that. I, it feels like a, f- a film that a lot of critics would like. You know, mm. um, and uh, just to to get back to the Last Jedi, it's a uh, at a score of like ninety one uh, percent, and so a oh. lot of critics loved it. You know, uh, just to back up my uh, love of the movie again. Um, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> there you go. yeah, but I'm guessing about 90. Yeah. Ooh, man. Uh, Ken, what did you put for your, uh, pre-chosen answer? Uh, that's actually a pretty good guess because that's actually my guess as well. And so, no. uh, yeah, 90%. <laughs> Dang. You would have tied with I was going to guess 69%. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> True. Uh, mine's actually pretty closer to that. Uh, <laughs> I guessed 63%. Really? Yeah. Okay. So do you, um, and and just to remind everyone, uh, while Jeremy is looking it up on Rotten Tomatoes, these are guesses that we uh, came up on our own. We we wrote them down. Uh, We do not cheat. We don't look at uh, Rotten Tomatoes beforehand. And so um, let's see who's closer, I guess. Yeah, so the tomato meter is giving it a certified fresh of 84%. Ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. So on our official board, Ken, you get the point. So it's we're all tied up at three. But Joe, that's a really good guess also because the audience score, 91%. Woo. All right. There you go. So you're, What's the Metacritic? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm we we don't care about the Metacritic. <laughs> yeah. we're, spo- okay. we're sponsored by Rotten Tomatoes. No, we're not. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. no, we're not. I just I'm lazy to look it up. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I the thing is, like I said, I saw this. I saw the score previously, but I don't remember. I just remember it was in the good range. Mm. Yeah, mm. and so I picked okay ninety. I think it. Yeah. Ooh, there I you go. Yeah. For. Um, for just for you, Joe, I looked it up. It's seventy-four on the Metascore. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. good actually. Yeah. Uh, Joe, I wanna. You know, you're not a critic or anything, and I wanted you to rate the movie from one to three thousand in our yeah. "I Love You Three Thousand Award. I am super curious on what you rated it from uh, one to three thousand. Three thousand and one, obviously. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, in the, uh, let's see, I, I, I recognize that it's, yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I recognize, I'm trying to do some quick math. I recognize it's not perfect. You know, there, there are areas that could be, uh, improved upon, although I liked it a, you know, I liked it a lot. Uh, I'm going to say about, uh, just let me do some quick maths here. Uh, about twenty seven hundred, yeah, twenty seven hundred or twenty seven fifty out of three thousand. Mm, twenty seven fifty. Oh, yeah. It's a little over, a little over nine out of ten. That's yeah. good. That's a good score. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like if you're going on the twenty seven fifty range, because I think twenty seven hundred is right at ninety percent. You're looking at, at like ninety one point seven percent ish. Okay. Yeah. Well, gotcha. For me, actually, it's funny. I didn't know, obviously, what the actual Rotten Tomatoes score was, but I gave, uh, well, my I Love You 3000 award, my rating is 2529, 
roughly 84.3%. So I was actually Whoa. right on. Dang, with, uh, man. Dang. So I, I would give it because it is not a perfect movie. I'm actually going off of like my second viewing. Obviously, it's going to be weighted there. But I also have that, you know, I have to kind of dock it because of that first viewing in in how convoluted it can be. I yeah. do agree with Jeremy on that. And I feel like this is, again, set up for future parts of Dune. And so that's why in my that's why in my updated like more uh strict <laughs> rating score that i've been trying to uh tout you know that's why i gave it a 25 29 i see all right uh for me i gave it a not surprising 15 30 out of 3000 <laughs> hey that's oh. better than 50 hey. that is that is 51 percent right there <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah. for, on my first viewing caveat i guess there you go. Maybe I do got to watch it a second time. And you do definitely. Give it another I was show. closer. To, yeah, you have to because I was closer to not rating it as high. Definitely <laughs> after the first time. Same you know. here. <laughs> yeah, and then after the second time, it just went. You know, it went up. Yeah. You know, uh, for some people, I guess it's like when they watch something like Interstellar or something like that. Oh, yeah. You know. True. True. Uh, yeah. Which we watched it, together, by it the way. Went up from the. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love that movie. Uh, but, yeah, it's one of my favorite uh, Nolan movies of all time. Uh, but although he has, he has too many great ones. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, my score was, def- was, uh, was a lot lower uh, after the first time. And then, yeah, um, it went up. So. Hmm. Um, so I'm maybe, just happy you're above 50%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, I didn't hate the movie as much as, like, <clears throat> Fast 9 or something. Um, <laughs> but a, a bit of a miss for me. But I'm glad you guys did like it, though. Okay. Wait, do you like it better than uh, the last Airbender movie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hard, hard there yes. There hard you yes. go. <laughs> that gets, like, a zero. Negative 20. No, I, I'll give it like a one or a two out yeah. of ten be, for all the the people who worked hard on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just for respect. Their, respect. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's not their fault that M Night Shyamalan, you know, uh, messed it all up. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, hopefully uh, next week's movie, uh, I will, you know, I'll like it a little bit more. So, uh, what is the movie that we're going to be talking about for next week, Ken? Okay, so for uh, next week, which will be November 8th, we meet an aspiring fashion designer. And uh, she is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s somehow. Uh, But the promised glitz and glamour isn't what she thought it would be in Edgar Wright's latest offering, Last Night in Soho. And uh, it's coming out this coming Friday, October 29th. And so... Uh, definitely a different movie than Dune. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be a nice welcome wrinkle um, to our third season of the Weekly Real Podcast. Uh, have you heard about this movie, Joe? Uh, I've heard about it, yes. But, Do you think uh, you're going to see it? It's not HBO Max? <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Yeah. I only watch things that are sponsored. So yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. But I, I, might, I might see it. It depends on uh, if it's on a streaming service. Yeah, streaming hmm. service. Yeah, but I'm definitely looking forward. Like my mind is all set on Eternals. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh, for next week. It's just that's true. That's just my my focus. Yeah, it, it's uh, streaming exclusively in theaters, by the way, on October 29th. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's just where my focus has been for the last like however long. So, yeah, and I'm still uh, I'm still patiently and well, I don't know, patiently or impatiently. Awaiting that second uh, No Way Home trailer. Ooh, so. Yes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Always. You know? And uh, I'm still wanna. I wanna. I wanna at least see a clip of a, uh, you know, Andrew Garfield or uh, Toby. Uh, yeah. In, in any trailer, just give me even like a face or a costume or something. I yeah. just wanna see it. I don't think we foot. will. It will be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The back of but, someone's head, but uh, with a mask on. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. But uh, before we close, guys, uh, I do want to wrap up, you know, with the the show by if you guys want to share any of your social medias, 
and all that stuff. Uh, Joe, did you want to show anything? Like, do you have anything that you want to share? Or, like, if you don't have social media, just be like, I'm here when I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here when I'm here. I mean, I have social media, but I don't really use it that much. Uh, You can follow my... uh, my dog Aspen, if you want to, at uh, Aspen Lissamoyed and uh, Instagram. I haven't posted there for many years, but yeah, I'm sure he'd appreciate more subs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, but, we'll definitely put that in the episode notes for sure. And uh, I yeah. mean, Aspen's a beautiful dog, so yeah. we'll definitely yeah. uh, we'll definitely uh, we'll link that in the episode notes. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about you, Ken? For me, um, just on the usual platforms, uh, both uh, Instagram and Twitter. At Free Ken A, and the spelling again will be in the episode notes. Uh, I'm going to be on Instagram at JP underscore Flicks, and I'm there every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it was weird seeing you uh, active for one day yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Joe Ash, for uh, coming on today's show. Uh, I'm sad that it's over and we have to say goodbye. It's all right. I'm happy to come uh, and join. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, you and your desert mouse, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's my pleasure. I mean, if the audience would uh, uh, would have me again and you guys, I, I would love to join again in the future. For sure. Yeah. Especially talking about anything like Marvel or sci-fi related or anything like that. We'll yeah. definitely, we'll definitely keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, we we do um, offer this out to all of our guests, and obviously, we want to uh, extend that special invitation to you like if if there's uh, a future movie that you would like to to um to join on, on a future podcast episode you're more than welcome to join in and uh, we'll definitely uh definitely put the word out uh for future episodes on yeah. our social medias right jeremy yep yep uh, you're welcome to join anytime if you see a movie that you want to talk about and jump on the show let us know yeah Definitely for like Eternals and uh, No Way Home, and then maybe even uh, uh, Matrix. So. Ooh, yes, Matrix. Ooh, Gonna be, be definitely keeping my eye out mm-hmm. on that. Uh, but yeah. any closing thoughts, guys, before I fully wrap up the show? Final Fear is the mind killer. There. Fear is the mind killer. killer. <laughs> Joe Ash, famous, uh, famous last words yes. of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, whoa, morbid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to our episode on Dune. Thank you, Joe Ash, for coming on the show and talking and uh, enjoying the movie, sharing more than me. That That's for sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next week on The Real. <laughs>